The show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom. Moms should get more credit. Back when I became a mom, I realized people thought my former career in TV news was more important than my motherhood. But that's backward because moms are raising that next generation and the world depends on us to do it well. So moms, this is your time to sit back, relax, and let Channel Mom cheer you on and equip you in your job as a mom because you're doing some of the most important work on the planet. Channel Mom, we encourage moms. Now, here's your host, Jenny Dean Schmidt. Oh my goodness, that is me. Welcome, moms. I am Jenny, and this is Channel Mom, where we do encourage moms, because I am just so aware of the amazing impact that mothers have as they raise up the next generation, and yet I feel like they feel unthanked, unapplauded, unrecognized, overlooked, so that's why we're here, to remind you how important you are and to help you with that. Hey, if you're tired of all the bad news and mean politics, how about we offer something that's good for you today? We've got a guest here on the show today, uh, who's going to help you grow your child's potential. Every child has has gifts and talents, but how do we help our children use them for great things? Today on the show, Dr. Tim Elmore will help moms raise kids who are world changers and discover their leadership abilities. Plus a big bonus, he's going to reveal three huge mistakes that parents can and should avoid. So stick around for that coming up on Channel Mom. Moms are a big deal, but sometimes the world forgets. That's why Channel Mom Media and Outreach is here. We exist to love, coach, and encourage every mom, whether she's struggling with parenting, single motherhood, homelessness, or locked in prison. On the radio and social media, Channel Mom works to remind each mom of her importance and give her the latest and best advice. We also reach out to moms with our hands and feet, helping homeless and incarcerated moms, as well as moms in the country and mothers in the city. You can join our work by praying for us, volunteering, or giving at channelmom.org. The abortion rate continues to increase in Colorado, but there is still hope. For 40 years, the compassionate care team at Alternatives Pregnancy Center has come alongside teens and adults who feel like abortion is their only choice. Alternatives lets them know they're not alone. Through advocacy, resources, and mentoring, Alternatives Pregnancy Center moves people from a place of suffering to thriving. You can be part of the solution by giving just $10 to provide life-saving medical and counseling services. Give today at youhavealternatives.org slash donate. Channel Mom with Jenny Dean Schmidt. Yay, welcome back. Man, I really hope this show is a help to you today and inspires you and motivates you. And, and when we're done, you feel like, oh my goodness, I'm glad I listened. I really needed that today because I <laughs> am not having such a great attitude today. So I myself need the doctor and hopefully he's going to help me as well. Um, I do want to give a little shout out to our friends from across the country who listen to us on syndicated radio. Got a brand new station in New Jersey. Grateful for you guys. And I hope you enjoy this show as well. Also, welcome to our podcast listeners. Uh, as I've said, you know, a lot in the last couple of months, our podcast has been growing. So I'd be really grateful if you would share the podcast with people that you love that uh, might be helped by uh, the advice and information that we share. We're, you know, we're all over the place. Spotify, Audible, Apple, Google Podcasts. Just share with your friends and your family, et cetera. And then please be sure to check out our friends at youhavealternatives.org. We've got some new stuff coming uh, from them, some new and interesting things they're doing this year to help 
moms and to help women who are facing pregnancy and to help the, the men that are involved as well. So check them out at youhavealternatives.org. And finally, we are growing our prison outreach. We are at Denver Women's Correctional Facility where we teach mamas, try to re-engage them with our kids, re-engage them with healthy parenting so that they can not lose um, that ability to, to love and parent their children and then help their children not follow them into prison because that's a really common thing. We're trying to break that legacy. So if you'd like to volunteer with us, we teach the classes and all kinds of fabulous things happen. You see great transformation. Just uh, email us at info at channelmom.org, info at channelmom.org. Okay, here we go. Dr. Tim Elmore is the founder and CEO of Growing Leaders. It's a nonprofit team that equips students and young professionals all around the world to become life-giving leaders. He's also a best-selling author and international speaker. Uh, he's written over 30 books. <laughs> I don't know. How does he have time to breathe? His books include 12 Huge Mistakes Parents Can Avoid, Leading Your Kids to Succeed in Life. And then also this brand new one, I Can't Wait, 52 Stories of Kids Who Changed Their World. We're going to talk about some of those 12 mistakes and also about how to raise your kids to be world changers. Welcome to Channel Mom, Dr. Elmore. Thank you, Jenny. Great to be with you today. Oh, thanks so much. Okay. So I'm, I, we're going to play a soundbite in a minute, but first I want to start with this. You do begin your book, which I really resonated with. You begin your book by saying there's a lot of bad news out there in the world. Yeah. And I used to be a purveyor of that news because I was a TV news reporter. And sometimes I would go home at night and think I didn't do anything good today. All I did was tell mm. people bad stuff. So, so you want to give moms and some dads too some good news about all their kids can be. You want to you kind of cheer people up today and say, hey, hold on, let me motivate you and encourage you. So, so how does your book, I Can't Wait, do that? Well, great question. You're absolutely right. I think when most of us see or hear news about kids, it's bad news. There's there, yeah. there are mental health crises. They've just committed a crime downtown, whatever. And I think there are actually far more good news stories out there, but they don't get reported because I don't know if it sells. So this book, 52 Stories of Kids Who Changed Their World That You Can Read Together, is designed really kind of to be a family book where maybe once a week for a whole year at dinner time, or maybe once a week at bedtime, you're reading a one-page story together, mom and child, and then you talk about it. There's discussion questions. But Jenny, these are were so fun to collate and curate. Yeah, uh, boys and girls, all, you know, all colors, shapes, and sizes, but who didn't just sit around vegging in front of a video game, but they yeah. got up and did something amazing. And I was encouraged as I wrote. It was so fun. It, it is, and I'll, I'll tell you what, and and, and I want to say this in a way that makes you understand and makes the audience understand. Sometimes I get something like this, and I say, "Oh, I can't do this because this is just it's fifty two stories. How do I, you know, yeah, get yeah. this across?" And and does any mom really want to think about how they need to inspire their child to be a hero who saves people from fires one day? You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. it's a lot. Yeah. And so I thought I don't know how to do this. But then when I read kind of what your goal is and and the way in which you want to inspire yeah. parents and inspire young people to to, to do the right thing and to be leaders. Yeah. And then when I think of all the moms that are lamenting the fact that their kids are glued to screens, yeah. I thought, yeah. oh, this can help with all of that. This can motivate and encourage moms to help their kids be the best they possibly can be, who God made them to be. So so I yeah. love the goal of the book. All right. I asked you to be on the show partly because of what I've just been referring to, that that you can do this for moms and their children. You're deeply aware of how parents can mm -hmm. shape their kids to be hugely impactful in our world. Yeah. So I thought I'd start from your book 
called I Can't Wait, 52 Stories of Kids Who Changed Their World that you can read together. And that's the point. Mother, child, dad, child can read this together. So I thought, I thought I'd start with one child story that most okay. people have probably never heard. It's about a, it, it, his childhood story, that is. It's about a yeah. pretty famous guy and what he yeah. did as a child that led to his incredible adult life. So we're going to see if people remember this man by going to the hilarious puppets that made him yep. so famous. It's our show mm-hmm. set up soundbite for today. Who is it? It is your old pal Grover. <laughs> <laughs> Greetings, froggy baby sweetie honey. Go away, Grover. Whatever it is, we do not want any. Oh, 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 oh. Mm-hmm. Froggy. How do we know that, Britell? We know that, Grover, because every time you try to sell me something, it's something that I do not need. Now, the last time you tried to sell me earmuffs, and I do not have ears. You tried to sell me a nose warmer. I do not have a nose. You tried to sell me a toothbrush, and I do not have any teeth. Ah! So whatever it is that you're trying to sell, I don't want any sense. Goodbye, Grover. Yeah, that's awesome. I also I also had a Miss Piggy soundbite, but I guess somehow that, do you still yell that one too? Let's just go ahead with Miss Piggy too, quickly. Is Kermit the Frog Friends? Oh, uh, gee, I've got a lot of them. I mean, all of them up. It's uh, Fozzie and Gonzo. Yeah. Yes. And Miss Piggy. And Miss Piggy. And of course, Miss Piggy. Yes. You are. You, you are. You saved the best for last, right? That is right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, you can kind of see that they changed Kermit's voice over the years because the same people weren't yeah. alive to do his voice. But we're talking about Jim Henson. Obviously, yeah. the creator of the Muppets. And I had to throw Grover in there because I, I loved him as a kid, um, which shows my age. But I just was a huge fan of Grover. Um, tell us Jim Henson's childhood story. He was the creator of the, of the Muppets. Tell late, you know, moms out there today, dads out there today about his childhood story and, and what the point in it was for moms and dads. Yeah, it, this really informs how we parent our children. So uh, Jim Henson, Jimmy, uh, grew up decades ago, obviously. Yeah. But uh, while he was growing up, he just wasn't like the other boys in the neighborhood. They're all outside playing ball, and he wanted to be in his room. And he he played with his socks. So he'd get in his dresser drawer and pull out socks and kind of give them personalities and so forth. And you can see where this is going, can't you? Yeah, yeah. But at first, his parents thought, as many would, well, we need to get him out of his room. Come on, be with your brothers, be with your friends. But instead, when they thought, well, he's kind of consumed with his socks, they began to say, maybe this is something he can use. So they got him more socks. And along the way, these socks became puppets and later Muppets, and he created an entire industry. Um, he was a puppeteer at first and then created these Muppets. So, of course, the point is, instead of pushing him to be like all the other boys, they found his strength and said, let's see if we can help him capitalize on that. And boy, did he ever. So, And we're all better for it, right? We were entertained as children by these Muppets. Absolutely. So, And, and he became, I'm sure, a multimillionaire. But it's not just yeah. about the money. He, he was very yeah, successful right. in that capacity. But he also inspired generations of children and made us laugh and taught us little lessons. And yeah, and, and, yeah. And yeah I, <laughs> I, re- I forgot how much I loved Grover. And then when I went yeah. to get that soundbite, it made me so happy. All right, so you've got lots of wonderful stories of, of children and the way in which their parents helped them 
be raised up to, to change the world. Um, so the book is I Can't Wait. And the very, you open with a beautiful story about a boy named Virgil Smith. Mm-hmm. And people mm-hmm. may remember this one because I'm sure yeah. a few people shared it. But, but share Virgil's story. So uh, I heard about Virgil a few years ago. He was 13 years old in the eighth grade when he late one night was playing video games with his friend Kashan, who was in a different apartment. But you know how you can play together even though you're not together. Yes, yes. Well, late one night they heard a loud clap outside their front window. So both boys scampered to the front window and they noticed that a storm was coming in. But they both assumed, well, it's probably not that bad. Yeah. Well, Virgil was wrong. It was Hurricane Harvey. You all remember that. Well, before he knew it, young Virgil was up to his knees in water. It was gushing in the apartment. It was horrendous. But I love the fact that Virgil, 13-year-old kid, didn't wait for an adult to do something, didn't wait for permission from an adult to do something. He grabbed his phone. He grabbed his older sister and his mama, and he ran them upstairs to the second floor of the apartment complex where they could get away from the rising waters. Mm -hmm. And to me, that would be in itself an act of heroism, but it didn't stop there. Once he got up to the second floor, Jenny, he gets a call from Kashan, who goes, Verge, we're drowning over here. We need help. Well, once again, Virgil springs into action. He doesn't wait for his mom to do something, doesn't wait for permission. He runs right back downstairs to this first floor apartment that was now flooding. He grabs an air mattress that he slept on at night, and he uses it as a raft. And he paddles over to Kashan's apartment and saved his buddy Kashan and his entire family. But as you can imagine, as he's going back and forth, he hears the cries for help from other people in the neighborhood. So Virgil ends up, eighth grade kid, spending the rest of the evening, hours, paddling back and forth. I'm sure his little arms were tired, but saving people who needed help. How many people did he save? Well, according to the police report, the next day, Virgil Smith saved 17 lives that night. That gives me the chills. That's amazing. And his mother was praised for raising such a fine, brave young man. I'm telling you, this is in kids. They've got agency. They've got a sense of, I can do this because they're growing up with a smartphone and they probably can do this. But we've got to see something different than just a kid that maybe will graduate one day. They're probably going to do something great if we can just empower them. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And and we've only got 12 minutes left and there's so much I want to get to, but cuz we want to get to those mistakes as well. But but you said you you emphasize in the story he didn't ask permission. He didn't wait for an adult. And I yeah. thought, "Oh, some adults aren't going to like that." That's right. So, so yeah. you so you tell me why you you made that emphasis. Yeah, well, I did because the alpha generation, the youngest children we're measuring today, and then Generation Z, which I think most people listening would have heard of Gen Z, uh, have not just grown up with a cell phone, they've grown up with a smartphone, and it's been a game changer. But what it's done is two major, it's, it's performed two major realities, a high sense of anxiety, they're overwhelmed with all that information yeah. coming at them, but watch this, a high sense of agency. Because they can look up anything, yeah. they feel like they don't need a grown-up. I just talked to a senior in high school, Jenny, that said, my teachers are obsolete. Oh. And, he, and he didn't mean to be rude. He just was saying, I can look up anything you say. Tell me. And so listen, moms, they don't need us for information. They need us for interpretation. Let me help you make sense of all that you know. And motivation. And motivation. That's right. Absolutely. And 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 that's what I hope these stories do. Yeah. And I just want the the book's fabulous for a mom and a child or a dad and a child to read together. But but I also want moms to, to be 
set free today to be reminded yeah. you're no matter what's going on with your child right now they can become something great yeah. that that yeah. helps the world and so so i love yeah. that all right I, we want to get to the 12 mistakes but or not all 12 of them we're gonna you're gonna share a few of them <laughs> yeah but i want to at least share one girl's story um so can you okay. briefly tell the story of Anne? and i'm not sure if i can say her name makasinski yep. yep. who did a beautiful beautiful deed for a girl across the world Every time I looked up and reviewed these stories, I fell in love with kids again. So um, Anne was a teenager um, just a number of years ago, and she had a Facebook pal who happened to live in the Philippines. So they're interfacing uh, one day, and she asked her friend in the Philippines how she's doing in school. Well, her friend kind of sighed and said, not, not very good. I'm flunking out. Oh. Well, Anne was shocked because she said, how could you be flunking out? You're smarter than I am. But her friend in the Philippines said, I live in an area where we don't have any electricity. So when the sun goes down, I can't do my homework. And she was flunking out. Well, Anne loves science in her school mm-hmm. and as a teenager, a high schooler. And so Anne knew a science project was coming up that was due later that semester. Anne ended up inventing a flashlight that does not need batteries and it does not need electricity. It's powered by the heat of the body heat of your hand as you wrap it around the flashlight. Awesome. And uh, Anne invented this, won an award for it, by the way, and sent this flashlight over to her friend Philippines so her friend could not only <sighs> graduate school but do well. And I'm thinking, I would have never even thought of that. Yeah. That's not how my brain works. Yeah. But kids today are quite amazing yeah. if we'll turn them loose. It's yeah. the, and it's the heart and the mind. She had compassion yeah. for this girl, and That's so her right. heart motivated to her, but then she yep. used her mind. I love that, and I want a, a mom today to be inspired. Like, don't give up on yeah. your kiddos just because they're looking at a screen. They can put the screen right. down and do great things. And they can do great things through the screen, too, but hopefully it doesn't sure. have to be all the screen. Okay, so I want to say this before we get to the, the your other book. You're trying to say with these stories that parents can get a new lease on life, and so can their children, b- yeah. by being more motivated to things like you say resilience um, creating a healthy environment for competition correcting Mm -hmm. kind of an entitlement mentality and a comparison mentality and just take agency to do something on your own doesn't have to be compared it doesn't you don't have to be entitled you can just go do something on your own Um, I love the agency idea and then finally instilling godly character and virtues these kids uh, uh, exemplify all that so I love it all right so I did promise because I knew some moms were going to love the title of this book and they'd be like "Ooh, ooh, me 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 I need to know this you have another book called 12 huge mistakes parents can avoid leading your kids to succeed in life every mom wants to know that what should i be avoiding to help my kids succeed yeah. every grandma wants to know that so so could you share from that book and then we'll circle back to i can't wait but can you share sure. from 12 huge mistakes parents can avoid to talk about just a few of those so so mamas can 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 learn from you absolutely i'll do my best here to make us make this a sound bite well let me first say my big concern and the reason i spotted these 12 mistakes is not because i'm angry at parents. I'm a parent myself. But I've seen following the pandemic, our culture has shifted so significantly to protect kids from difficult, uncomfortable, and painful experiences that their arrested development may have a detrimental effect on their adult lives. We're so seeing them stressed out, we go, well, I don't want to add more stress. And we remove responsibility. We we do things that we know are not really in their best interest. So uh, let me kind of summarize the 12 mistakes into three big categories that I think we can tackle in a minute. Awesome. I think, Jenny, we risk too little, we rescue too quickly, 
and we rave too easily. Ah, can you repeat that? Repeat, repeat those. Yes, yes. We risk too little. In other words, we don't want him to do anything unsafe. So, you know, going out, so I, I learned a lot riding my bike and falling off and skinning a knee. Now, my mom didn't want that, but it was part of my growing up. Yes. You know, where you navigate the consequences of failures and mistakes. So we risk too little. We rescue too quickly. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. we run that forgotten backpack down to the school or the forgotten gym shorts, the permission slip, and they never learn the consequences of forgetting or bad decisions or whatever. And I'm saying the stakes are low now, Mom. Don't don't wait for them to learn this when they're 35. Yeah. It's going to be high stakes then. Yeah. So once again, we risk too little. We rescue too quickly. The third one is we rave too easily. Now, I am for encouraging kids. I try to encourage my kids as they grew up. But I think we rave. So we overuse the word awesome, do we not? Come yes. on. We, I, I just used awesome. it. I just used it. Yes, yeah. Yes, yes. And I'm thinking kids get smart by 10, 11, 12 years old. And pretty soon nothing's awesome because everything's awesome. And they stop believing their mama because their eighth grade friend says you're not awesome. So I think we need to be calculated in how we praise. We should encourage and praise, but it needs to be tied to reality, not just hyperbole, where we tell them they're awesome for putting the fork in the dishwasher after dinner. Yeah. So anyway, I, that was a quick soundbite. Yeah, yeah. Very, very, nice job. Good, good quick soundbite. You, you know, I've, I did all three, all three of the things you mentioned. I definitely rescued two easily. Um, yeah. And but. I, 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 those are great instructions and, and not, you're not, it's not, they're not admonitions. You're just encouraging a mom not, yeah, not to yeah. make those mistakes. And I did praise too easily. Did you ever read the book, uh, Nurture Shock? And it oh, talked, I loved it. yeah, it talked about how we over nurture our children yeah. and, and that they're not yeah. motivated by constant, like, good job, buddy. Way to uh-huh. go. Like they, sometimes they need to be motivated by correction or the fact that they're yeah. working hard. That's what they said. Yeah. It's more, it's more, less sort of like, oh, you're such a great kid. But it's more sort of like you worked so hard on that. They need to know that effort matters. So, so anyway, I, I love those. Those are fantastic tips. I did tell you that we would talk a little bit about why you founded Growing Leaders and why you're committed to, to showing people how to find leadership in their children. Because yeah. I think most people think, well, my kid's not a leader. They're just a follower. Yeah. But, yeah. but, uh, but you really want to grow leaders and you want to show parents how to find attributes that, that are actually leadership attributes. Yeah, no doubt. So my theory is, and it's, it's been proven scientifically, we've done lots of research. I think the world is full of two kinds of leaders, and every kid fits into one of these two kinds. Oh. They're either a habitual leader or a situational leader. Habitual leaders are the ones that lead out of habit. Whatever teams are on, whatever group they're in, they tend to take over. I've worked for John Maxwell for years and years. John is a habitual leader. Yeah, I right. think he, came out of the womb telling the nurses and doctors what to do. In <laughs> For that sure. Room. That's my son, yeah. too, by the way. My son's the same there way. There you go. Yeah. yeah. But I think that's maybe 10% of the population. The other 90% of us, including me, mm-hmm. would be what I call a situational leader. And yeah. we're the ones that would say, I'm not really a great leader, but put me in the right situation, one that matches my gifts, my passions, my strengths, in that one sweet spot. I kind of know what to do, and I've never taken a course on it. I'm intuitional. I'm confident. I'm comfortable. And haven't we all heard of that, that little boy in class that's kind of a wallflower, and suddenly we put him on the soundboard, and he, he yeah. takes over the room, and you go, what happened to Todd? Yeah. Well, he found his situation. So mom's listening. Our job, one of our big jobs is to help our kids find their God-given situation where they'll flourish most naturally. 
Yeah, that's it. great stuff, Tim. I mean, every mom sort of needs you in her ear, cheering her on <laughs> to cheer her kids on, but not over cheer, not over nurture. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> Let them fail. Um, it's, it's such good stuff. Okay, so the book is I Can't Wait, 52 Stories of Kids Who Changed Their World that you can read together. Your other book uh, that you just were referencing with the 12 Huge Mistakes is 12 Huge Mistakes Parents Can Avoid Leading Your Kids to Succeed in Life. So how do they find your books and growing leaders? Yeah, well, our website is growingleaders.com, so it's very simple, growingleaders.com. And these books are there, and there's a bunch of free stuff as well. But then they can go to Amazon as well if they completely forget this. But we'd love for parents and teachers and coaches to engage with us. We want to put tools in your hands to raise up the next generation of wonderful leaders who, by the way, will be taking care of us when we're 90 years old. Yeah. We have everything to gain if we get them ready. That's right. That's right. Well, you must be a good dad. You really see, Tim. So (laughs) with all of these lessons, you must be a good papa. Um, I I was engaged for sure. (laughs) All right. Well, kudos to you. Thank you for the book. Thanks for, for all the tips you gave moms today. And thanks for being on Channel Mom. Great to be with you, Jenny. Okay, God thanks. Bless. Bye-bye. All right, this is the time in the show that I have to turn down my <laughs> computer because it keeps dinging. Uh, this is the time in the show I thank you. And don't, don't take any of what's been said today like, oh, I forgot I'm not doing that and I need to do that and I didn't do this enough or whatever. Don't do that. I want to remind you of, of how invincible you are as a mama, that you're changing the world through your sacrifice, your generosity, your, your goodness to your children. So grateful for every mom who dedicates herself to her children. And even moms, you know, like all of us who've made mistakes and are recovering and, and still doing a, you know, their very best to shape their kids. So thank you for all you do. I do want to remind you, go check out channelmom.org. Tell other folks about us. We help all kinds of moms, single moms who are struggling. We're just now helping a mom move into an apartment because she was struggling. We help moms in prison. We help moms who've gone through homelessness. And we help you by inspiring you, hopefully, on the radio. So I hope today's show was a help to you. God bless you guys. Thanks so much for listening to Channel Mom. If Channel Mom radio and podcasts give your mom life a boost of encouragement, would you consider supporting us? In order to keep our broadcasts on the air and serve moms and kids on the ground, we need help from listeners like you. You can support us through a one-time donation or by signing up to be a monthly partner at an amount of your choice. Just go to channelmom.org and click donate at the top of the page. New monthly donors will receive a special gift package in the mail. While research shows moms are undervalued and families are struggling to stay together, Channel Mom works to lift up motherhood and add value to your family. We depend on donors like you to provide outreach to at-risk moms in prison and homeless shelters or dealing with single motherhood. Our life-changing programs are over capacity, so your donation will help us serve more moms and kids. Be a part of the change you want to see from others and families. Visit channelmom.org and click donate. We thank you for your generous support, and may God bless you for coming alongside Channel Mom.